Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's start recording. We're bashing the brain. We're back after a long weekend. Hold on. Wait a minute. Where is... Let's get let's get the brain in here. Okay. Now we're back. Bashing the brain. Long weekend. We're going to talk about it all. Brought to you by Attack ATAC. Video game stats meets real life training. Figure out your attack rating. Put in the work. Get closer to your goals. If you're not following Attack, it's an amazing workout app. It's like having a personal training in your pocket. Grateful for their support of the show. Willie, this, this weekend was just a... When you're a talking head in wrestling, this is the kind of weekend you want. You have everything from betting lines, which is a fun topic we can talk about. I, of course, took Penn State minus 22, got crushed with the pin. Um, You had some senior-level wrestling. You have a lot of different storylines. So I have no outline for this show. It is just let's talk wrestling for an hour. Uh, Yeah, I don't know where what direction to start. I've been all over the place uh, as far as – work and like my my cover i did i did tulsa seeds which led me to do uh led me to do um junior high rankings and then i started digging into mitch mesenbrink and like just how much he's scoring he won't stop scoring and i went down this rabbit hole of who's doing the most scoring and then i turned into an article on who has scored the most uh like Who's most dominant? Like it ended up Wyatt Hendrickson averages 5.16 points a match. So he's averaging almost a pin. Who's had more January success? Messenbrink on the map or you with Fortnite? (laughs) Fortnite. I never played until I I used to scoff at it. Uh, Fortnite, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right. Well, I think one time I like watched Mark Hall play it. Maybe. I don't know how I did that. Well, they but stream I, you know, it. I, These guys, like, a lot of them will stream it. So you can just hop on a Twitch and you can watch them play. I don't think it was a Twitch, though, because I don't, like, have Twitch. Do you have to have Twitch? I don't no, know. You can just one click time a link I watched, well, one time I watched Mark Hall play for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And that was my whole experience with Fortnite. And now, like, uh, I don't know. My wife played it. And so I said, give me that controller. No, I can't stop playing. I FaceTimed you about something. Um, maybe it was when we were talking about Zane. Something. And, <laughs> and you guys were just playing Fortnite. I'm like, this is why I don't have it, by the way, because I just know I'd become obsessed. And yeah. I don't have a schedule. Like, my schedule is just work all the time. And if I just start playing Fortnite. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to start with Penn State? Uh, yeah, well, I just put out a tweet. And, and the reason I put out the tweet is because I did this article, right? So I went through... 
<laughs> it was like, let me see who scores the most points. And then was, I was like, well, that's kind of ridiculous. Let me just see who scores the most average team points per match. Because that's more ascertainable. Um, and I was like, I'll do it for a couple guys. And then I was like, well, I'll just do it for everybody that's undefeated. And I did it. There's By my count, there's 24 undefeated starters left in Division One wrestling. Um, not, you know, not counting like a, a Gabe Arnold or a Josh Barr, sure. somebody, that, somebody that's in red shirt, you know? Um, and so there's 24 of them. A lot, some of the names surprised me, um, like a Vinny Zerbin, Vinny Zerbin from Northern Colorado is undefeated with a really high rate. Um, he has the seventh tied for seventh. Vinny Zerbin bonus points per match. Uh, points per match is tied with Trent Hydley. That's crazy. Yeah, he's right? seventeen and all. Um, wow. Dylan Rackison, a guy that I consider like um, not dominant. He's been dominant this year. He's undefeated and has four point eight team points per bout. Now, not all of these things are created equal, right? Um, some Penn State has a very low match count. Like, they have seven guys that are undefeated, but five of them don't even have ten wins. Don't, don't even have ten matches, right? So it's a little, it's a little crazy. Um, but so that led me to put out this tweet, and, and it's just mind blowing numbers, man. Uh, and people will say, "Ah, oh, you're Penn State Willie." Like, uh, hey, Penn State Willie rocks. I'm all hey, for it. Here's the thing: don't get mad at me. They're stats. I didn't make anything up. <laughs> like I'm not like tooting somebody's horn. That they're just stats, guys. Sorry about the stats. Um, they have seven undefeated guys. They actually have eight because Kasich's only losses to Bartlett, so that doesn't even count. So actually, they have eight guys. Uh, nine, if you count. Um, nine, if you did count red shirts. Josh Barr is eight and zero. Their 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 lineup. Has a 967 winning percentage. They're 88 and three. The only two people that has a loss is Bernie has one and Nagal has two. The, 967. That's like better than like the careers of most of the greats in history. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, that's going to come to an end um, because they're getting to the meat of their schedule. Uh, that's it. Can only get worse, right? It's not going to get better. Um, but we're late January. And those numbers are holding up, so it's crazy. Yeah, I quick sidebar too. I saw some people whining about Carter not wrestling Shane. And, you know, I understand the argument of wanting guys to wrestle. At some point, we have to use common sense and say, if a guy is sick and misses a weekend, it's going to happen in sports. When you wrestle 20, 30, 40 matches a season and – like this isn't even sometimes when you have football, or you have team sports, you can kind of get in there and just not have a great game when you're sick. Like there has to be some common sense here. Like I saw some people talking about Carter, not giving Shane a chance to beat him. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like if one guy is yeah. sick one weekend who puts online every time, there's gotta be some kind of common sense barrier yeah, it, here. It's nonsense. Um, 
listen, I love Shane Griffin. Shane Griffin's one of my favorite guys, right? Carter Starocki ain't ducking Shane Griffith, guys. <laughs> right? I mean, uh, Shane Griffith, he beat Bearclaw two to one. He beat somebody, he beat Debo three to two. I mean, Carter Starocki's not ducking anybody. Yeah. And Was like, he I... ducking? Who, who did he have uh, yesterday? He had somebody yesterday. He didn't wrestle either. I mean, Carter Starocki's not ducking anybody. Yeah, somebody said it's... Caleb Smith. So Caleb Smith from Nebraska, this is on the internet message boards. Uh, Caleb Smith from Nebraska ducked Matt Ramos. It's like, guys, I think Caleb Smith needs that win worse than right. Matt Ramos. There, there's such a, like, it gets to such a point where as soon as anybody doesn't wrestle, it's a duck. There's a problem. Like, yes, we do have a problem where duels don't matter. Yes, there's also just times guys can't wrestle. They're banged up. They're sick. They're dealing with injuries, whatever. It is a very tough sport to compete 20, 30, 40 times a year and and never miss a single match. I, I do think yeah. the, that conversation gets carried away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, too. Uh, I, I, I do, too, but it's frustration. It's the frustration of it always happening. Correct. No, I, I get it. And I don't think anybody doing it was like trying to poo-poo specifically on Carter or on Penn State or whatever. I just happened to see it as soon as, um, you know, I almost went on a flow rant. You'd be proud of me that I didn't go on the rant. I'm really not liking I I hate this trend, whether it's Piles, Spay, whoever. All of a sudden, there's this trend that we're going to poo-poo on btn we're gonna poo poo on espn on the ufc we're gonna poo poo on anybody who makes us look good all of a sudden flow's putting out updates about the lineup and what matches aren't happening six hours before it happens if that duel meets on flow that never happens oh carter's not wrestling <laughs> tonight gomez that's, isn't wrestling that's tonight for, that's for damn sure and and i i i wanted to go on a rant because i'm like this is so stupid it's the same thing like and this isn't meant to be a slant towards spay but it's like, you know, he puts out a tweet last week crying about how um, ESPN isn't keeping duels for more than 30 days and how, you know, that. you can go watch Flow Tulsa Nationals from 2011. And yeah. I'm like, guys, poo-pooing on, on how anybody else runs their business, take the plank out of your own eye. before. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to do it. But but the opportunities were there. But I did see when Flow put out, oh, Carter's not wrestling tonight. I the 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 boo birds began about ducking, not competing, all of that, and yeah. you know it's like guys, I like you said, I think the frustration is just so pent up that it's like when a guy doesn't wrestle now, it's like you, you can't really put the stake in the ground with that one. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I actually uh, I one hundred percent see what you're saying about flow, and they certainly wouldn't if if. If Penn State, if, if Flo had the Penn State Michigan match and Carter Starocki wasn't wrestling, Flo would not announce that. <laughs> Have you ever I seen probably... a graphic before? They put out a graphic lineup update. Carter not wrestling tonight at two in the afternoon. I have never well, seen I mean, Flo do on that. On one hand, on one hand, I mean it's accurate. It's updates. No, a hundred percent. I would it... like. I would like to be informed of that. I, I would, I'm glad. Like. I get it, but 
the hypocrisy is real because they wouldn't Correct. if it was one thing. Um, now the spay thing with the archives. I mean, I think he has a point. I mean, I don't he, like that they take them down. He has a point. It's just all of a sudden ESPN yeah. or UFC or anybody does anything, and it's like they they play yeah, to the I narrative. Know. It's yeah. like guys, let let's let's you know you don't have to you know parade them for what they're doing in wrestling, but jumping on any flaw they have is just a bad look in my eye. It, I, I just it makes me cringe. Yeah, they're fragile as a company. Yeah, it's it's uh, but I digress. I wanted to go on a rant and I didn't. I'm like, I'm not trying to be negative, but it was like repeatedly frustrating where I'm like, but um, so back to this weekend, so many talking points, you know, I guess the final one for Penn State for me would be Braden Davis kind of just plays right in with the chaos at 125. That weight this year has been so exciting. After after so many years of Spencer Lee next topic, now it's almost like there's a curse of the number one guy in the country. Yeah. And well, I you know, I said after a week or two that they need to start Braden Davis. They need to start Braden Davis. Yeah, you did. And uh, but to be honest, um, I didn't think he'd be right in the thick of it, and I, I don't th- I didn't think he'd be this, right? Uh, I knew he'd be competitive. My thought process was Robbie's never going to be healthy. Steen isn't the guy right now. Davis gives you a shot. Davis gives you a shot where um, it, he could go on a run late in the season, and and. There's potential there. I don't think there's potential with Robbie. I don't think there's potential with Steen. I don't think there's potential with other guys. I think with Davis gives you a shot. Now, that's what I thought in November, December. Now, it's between Davis's shown ability and the parity that exists at 125. Uh, he's right in the mix. Yeah, and it's fun. It, it looks like Matt Ramos is going to be, I got to imagine, back to that number one ranking, which is funny because isn't that how the season started? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah, one, 125 has been so much fun. I think all these guys are, are putting it on the line. Um, Drake AL, I know he just lost this weekend to uh, Ramos 4-1, but he has looked so good this year, so good. Drake has looked good. McKee, Tech, um, Smith, somebody DM'd me. Um, man, if McKee has lungs, he's dangerous too. I mean, <laughs> McKee is such a wild card. Uh, you know, he doesn't get talked about too much. I mean, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been great. But, I mean, you look at the field, you look at this field and say Patrick McKee can't podium, Patrick McKee can't make a run, Patrick McKee can't make a semi. I think you're crazy. A lot of guys can make a semi here. Yeah, I mean, Crystal Ball, I don't think you've updated it yet, but I ha- I haven't, but it's coming. If you had to if you had to spitball your top 8 at 125, could you do it? Yeah, I have it open right here actually. I I was all ready to do it and then two things. One, I wanted to get junior high rankings out and two, uh I want to wait till the internet updates the rankings tomorrow. Um oh, I already have a thing. I have Ramos Davis Ayala 
that's my top three. Um, although I might have Figs higher. I might have Figs higher. I don't. Figs. What's how? How many matches has Figs wrestled? Not many. Not many. Um, so that's tough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I have Davis. I'll have Davis top five. I'll have He's, Davis he, top five. And, Fix and, has six matches, He's four and two. And it's just, uh, I I don't know what the hell to make of so many guys. I don't know what to make of Richie Figs. I don't know what to make of Cooper Flynn. I don't know what to make of um, Patrick McKee. I don't know what to make of D'Augustino. I don't know really what to make of Provo. Uh. So, listen, I call myself the brain. I mean, you know, that's a shtick. Uh, and I think I know a lot of wrestling. I, 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 there's no, I can speak with no certainty on what's going to happen at 125. No, and, and, and Nico has now lost four times. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was looking great. He, he goes out, wins the Cliff Keen, and then we had him on the podcast. And then the next duel, he loses to Cooper Flynn. And then drops a match a couple weeks later to Steve O'Poole in the Southern Scuffle, and then gets majored by Noah Certain, and then loses an overtime to Max Gallagher. Like this weight is just wide open. There's, Max there's just good. this is one of those weights at NCAA's that's going to be so fun because you're going to legitimately have so many matches where either guy can win late in the tournament. Like if you think about the quarterfinals at 125. There's not going to be a, a lot of heavy favorites. If they had a 77-man bracket of 125, just 125 nationals, I would go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, throw every 125-pound in the country. Just throw them in there. Throw them in there. Um, so, I mean, Eli Griffin's doing good. Kid from Cal Baptist. Since, since you brought up Richie Figs, um, who'd Griffin just beat? Poolin, Stevo, yeah, yep, beat him seven four. Um, and and Stevo's look good. He's he only has like two 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 losses. Um, but speaking of Richie Figs, one of the talking points I had, you can kind of always kind of go by my talking points by what I share on Bash Mania because a lot of it that's what kind of gets my attention. Little Rock beating Arizona State, eighteen fifteen. Yeah, let's very happy. That. Very happy that Little Rock got their first uh, win against a ranked team. That that's you know great for them, great for the program. And did it at home. Thought that was cool. At the same time, I'm texting really Chenzo. Cool. Yeah, and really I'm like, Neil Harris, man, he's a good dude, and and that's that's big. That's big for the program. Yeah, that was an awesome duel. Um, but unfortunately, Figs you do have to look at the other Reno. side. Yeah, Figs majored Reno. Nasir Bailey beat Julian Claybob. They had a backup 41 powder Cody Foot, who beat Brennan Van Hokey, which I think I thought was weird. Uh, Parco beat Dutton. It, it, listen, <laughs> I consider guys like Dutton, Matt Bianchi, uh, maybe even Van Hoke to be some of the best wrestlers on Little Rock's team. All three of those lost, and they still won the duel. Um, and I get—I think what you're getting at is Arizona State lost to Little Rock. Um, 
they got in a duel. They 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 got murdered by Missouri earlier in the year in a duel. Um, and they would have had two losses. Do you know they would have had they would have had two duel losses on the weekend if Dayton Pitzer shoulder didn't pop out. So Colton Schultz is rest on Dayton Pitzer, and um, Pitt leads by like four or five. And it's third period. Colton Schultz has a comfortable lead, but it's a regular decision. Pitzer's arm pops out. He they put it back in. He tries to go. It pops out again. They had the default. That that default gave Arizona State the winner. They would have lost twice this weekend. Um, but I think what you're getting at <clears throat> is one uh, some teams that are down right now. And Arizona State, first of all, they have a lot of injuries. They didn't have. Uh, Vasquez, they didn't have somebody else. Um, but they're, they're just not a, they're just not built for the, the composition of the lineup is just not built for duels this year. That's can I ask you fly. a question? I saw that on the internet me? that doesn't come from me. A question that you saw on the internet. Yep. That does not come from me. Go for it. Is Zeke Jones on the hot seat? No. No. If you're an Arizona State well, fan, listen, listen. So, so here's where I'm going with this. I I'm friends with some Arizona State fans, um, and and I don't want to say who they are because I don't. They're somewhat associated with the program, not Chenzo or any of the coaches or athletes, like legitimate fans. And they're like, they've been pissed off all year. They've been pissed off at guys not wrestling. They've been pissed off at going to a duels and guys don't wrestle. They're tired of injuries. And I think it's, I lean personally more so towards bad luck. I don't, I kind of agree with you. I don't think Zeke should be on a hot seat, but you do have to wonder the culture of the program. There's a lot of injuries. There is like, if you're an Arizona state fan and you have all these resources, are you happy with the status of the program? If you're not happy with the status of the program, you're an idiot. How about you tell your Arizona State friends that? Because <laughs> perennially, the perennially top ten in the country, Arizona State, uh, uh, other than when Bobby Douglas coached them for a brief period of time, they have never been this consistently good. Okay, they're top ten every time. Um, also, tell your Arizona State friends that duels in December don't matter. Duel like duels, it's not what you're judged by. Tell them, tell them to get back to you. In uh, on March twenty second, tell them to get or March twenty fourth, whatever it is. Tell them to get back to you when Arizona State finishes top ten with Figs as an All American, Teamer as an All American, Colton Schultz as an All American. Tell them to get back to you and see how they feel about the program. Then that's a preposterous statement. I I've seen the discussion out there, which is why I brought it up and why I preface that it's not necessarily my take. Um, I think I, I do think some of the fans are upset because the expectations are high when you have the talent they have in the room and they're, you know, I think this is more a down year, but Hey, you're the brain. I just asked the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some people, you know, here's another thing. Um, and this is no disrespect. Uh, I think the world of Cody Chittum, but when, when, when Ja'Cory Teamer loses and looks the way he does to Cody Chittum, it's not that Cody Chittum won the match. It's that how Ja'Cory looked at the time. Like, he's coming back down to wait for after Christmas break. 
Like Christmas, I'm telling you, holiday break is a weird thing. Some guys don't train. Some programs don't train hard enough, and it bites them because they're just not in rhythm the way other programs are. Some people, some teams, I'm telling you right now, I've had conversations about it. Some teams overtrain, and they yep. get beat by teams that are fresher. Um, and so it's a really unique thing. I think there's some dynamics that have changed. Um, it's, it's always been a unique thing. How to get, you know, how to tr have a training cycle over break um, is one thing. Another thing is now that a lot of the power programs aren't going to the scuffle. A lot of power programs aren't going to Midlands. So there's nothing to train for at the time, really, other than to train to prepare for the future, right? So some guys go a little bit too hard. Some guys don't go hard enough because uh, they don't have to make weight. They don't have to get down. It's a really tricky thing. Look, it, here's the bottom line. Michigan hasn't looked right. Nebraska's looked bad. Arizona State's ne not, not full, right? I mean, it, this is what happens early January. It happens it, it, a lot. So you, you bring up Nebraska, which which was my next segue, because, you know, Teamer, his only loss aside from Chittum and the injury, uh, the first duel of the year, he lost a close one to Peyton Robb, the Cliff Keen, 6-4. And, and you watch and, that, and, and that bracket was ridiculous. That bracket was ridiculous. My, it, it's probably the best bracket we will see before NCAAs. The deepest bracket you'll see before NCAAs. And everybody watched Peyton Robb and Ja'Cory Tiber and said, this is the NCAA, or, or, uh, or Caleb Henson, and said, this is the NCAA final, right? What It's going to be Robb, Teamer, Henson, and maybe Frank, right? Well, Teamer gets beat by Chittum, and Robb loses four in a row. That was my next topic, is that, you know, we had said after... We did that mid-season preview a couple weeks ago, and I, I believe it was right after Peyton Rob lost to Ryder Downey, and you said, you know, Rob gets a mulligan. And then the following yeah. week, he drops a 5-4 match to Jared Franick. He get he loses 12-6 to Michael Blockhouse, and now he gets pinned by Joey Blaze. Yeah. And I texted you right away because I didn't put the dots together for a minute. Like, I saw the Joey Blaze upset, and then I go, wait a minute. Didn't he also just lose to Blockhouse? And oh yeah, Frantic. And oh my gosh, Robert Downey. Like, wow, we don't really see this that often where a top three guy drops four in a row like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh I think he'll be fine. I think he needs rest. Um Yeah, I I think he'll be fine. I, I I've seen Peyton Rob's work ethic. I, I've seen Peyton Rob. I mean, we've all seen Peyton Rob. At his best. At his best, he's a contender, right? Obviously, he's not been that in the last month, but um, what we saw when he was fresh, what he was capable of. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because you had mentioned yesterday when we were talking about how, you know, you think he needs a little rest. And I'm curious, if you were a coach, what's your balance? And, and I think I know your answer, but I'm going to ask so people listening can hear it anyways. What's the balance between – Right now, after dropping four in a row, 
his rank is not going to be very high. No. What's the balance of if you were his coach resting him versus, you know, as they're in the thick of the Big Ten conference schedule and you have some duels where getting those ranked wins will help, seems like the rest is just far more important and let things shake out. I mean, I he's obviously going to place very high, I still think, of Big Tens, and that'll kind of negate it before NCAAs, but it could be interesting, you know, where you rest them versus where you try to get those matches in. Yeah, that's the tough thing about that's the tough thing about the Big Ten is that there's no rest for the weary. Um, and I talked to the staff after the Minnesota match, and uh, they said that they they said Rob probably was not going to go um, on the on Sunday. And uh, I I don't know this for sure, but I imagine that they said to Peyton like. Uh, Hey, you need to rest. You know, let's 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 get you let's get you right. And I imagine Peyton said, "No, I'm going." Right? I, that's what I would imagine. The, the um, funny thing is, too, his next three are not the toughest matches. Mm-hmm. But th- so let's just say you rest him for a couple of matches. Then, starting February 9th, Will yep. Luan, Levi Haynes, Jacory Teamer to finish off the yep. dual season. Yeah. Yeah, Luan Haynes teamer <laughs> to end the year, and uh, so I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if we see him uh, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois. They probably don't need him to win those duels. Maybe Illinois, um, but uh, I I would arrest him. I would arrest him. Um. Yeah, that's the thing about the Big Ten is there's no layups, right? It's always it's always tough. Even the guys you're favored over, you gotta you gotta be on point. And so, um, yeah, I think he'll be fine at the end. But when when you see whole teams, when you see whole teams perform like down, like Nebraska's performed, they haven't looked right. I, yeah, the good thing for them is. They didn't look right against UNI. They still won the duel. They didn't look great against Minnesota. They still won the duel. They performed, you know, Peyton Robb loses to Joey Blaze, gets pinned by Joey Blaze. Caleb Smith doesn't wrestle. They still win the duel. But fortunate enough for them, they um, they still won some duels, but uh, they haven't looked right. But when you see teams not look right, it's just me. Uh, it's after break. Michigan, Nebraska, Arizona State. Uh, they're just not clicking right now, but they'll get back to it. I've had some Penn State fans DM me that about Levi Haynes. Like, you know, he's had some yeah. of those close matches, and I'm like, they're like, do you think maybe he's injured? I'm like, listen, I personally, I just think it's the thick of the season, and guys are banged up. Guys have close matches. I don't think it's indicating of where he's going to be at the end of the season. Match wise, right. and how I just think, listen, it's a gauntlet, and it's hard to look like you know your Carter Storacci every match. Like you're only gonna have so many guys who all of their matches they're gonna absolutely dominate. But for me, like I like the matches. Like even yesterday, Levi Haynes and um, Chase Date went like 12 minutes, and then yeah. Levi ended up yeah. getting a, a reversal at the last second, winning the match. Like. 
That's great. I think you you sometimes learn more and see the guys develop more from a, a heart pounding twelve minute match versus just going out Absolutely. majoring someone. Absolutely, and you know, even if Levi would have lost that, it, like Sky's not falling, guys. It's a dual meet in January, and and um, well, number one, number two, I had some people too say, "What what do you think's wrong with Levi?" Like, what do you mean? What, he's fine. You're like. At first, he's never been like a – he's a true sophomore. He wrestled above his skis last year. Um, he's he's not untouchable. Nobody's untouchable. Who's untouchable? Like, you know, you got like five guys in the NCAA that are untouchable. Levi's not one of them right just yet. Yeah, he's young. And he has – you know, he had a weird overtime loss – early in the season last year, like, I don't know. I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think it's just, you know. It's just wrestling. Division one wrestling's tough. Um, I Where did Ridge Lovett fall on your 24 guys most dominant? He, he's looked pretty good. He, he's continued he's looked, to. He's looked really good. He's, um, oddly enough, he, he, he was tied for 13th. Um, Averages four point three, so he averages he averages a major, but he uh he's a weird one because he seems to um he seems to str- he seems to struggle majoring lesser talent, and one yeah. thing that I've heard from from him is a little frustration that guys don't wrestle him, like guys don't guys play defense shut down right yeah um but like okay so he went major tech what's like one zero decision over jeff boyd um he's had some regular decisions that were like huh that's interesting and that um, navy classic he went he beat jeff boyd 1-0 but then it was 18-1 tech 20-2 tech in a pin in 40 seconds <laughs> Oh, earlier I said earlier I said Caleb Henson at fifty seven. I lost my marbles. Caleb Henson at forty nine. That was that was one. That was one that we said um it was Rob Teamer, this could be an NCAA final. It was also Love It Henson, this could be an NCAA final. Yeah. Um that was a great bout. Um Henson's but, looked awesome. His only loss being a close four three loss to Love It. Right. Twenty right. twenty wins on the year, just that one lone loss. Yeah, I ran some numbers. Let's see what Caleb Henson looks like. I ran some numbers on what some of the one loss guys. I'm sure David Carr would probably be up there. Um, Michael Beard's way high. Dean Hamidi's way high. Um, his bonus point rate. Henson's bonus point rate is only 61, 62%. Um, so he'd probably be pretty high amongst the one, one loss guys, but not that high. Uh, what else? Um, I was going to make a, a mention of the senior level this weekend. I saw some people whining that Gomez did not wrestle in the duel and wrestled in a tournament in Mexico, to which I said, who cares? He's yeah. trying to make an Olympic run. Of course he's going to you know, miss yeah. a weekend. And as, that, as if that wasn't discussed before, right? Like, I'm sure... I'm sure Sean Bormet said, "Hey, Austin, you want to wrestle as a senior for us?" 
Uh, yeah, but I have to do uh, some freestyle stuff. Okay, sure, fine. Right? It's like, I'm sure that was part of the plan. Yeah, I don't think he's, I mean, th he's wrestled three matches for Michigan this year. You know, I, I don't think he was somebody who was going to come in and wrestle 30, 40 matches. I think he was the guy who was going to come in. And I, I mean, I, I was a bit surprised for the Penn State duel, but I don't think, I mean, that event, he wrestled at Mexico. I'm sure, like you said, that was discussed well beforehand. Also, Michigan just lined up absolutely terrible against Penn State. I yeah. mean, I saw betonline.ag had college wrestling lines, which I loved. Um, I didn't like the minus 22, but I took it just because it makes it more fun. And, you know, I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, 22 points. I'm like, that seems so much. Michigan's a great school. And, you know, going through the lineups, it's just, man, Michigan just does not line up well with them. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal. I did saw some some, some people crying about it. So, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I was deep in Tulsa Nationals. I was deep into NCAA and, and doing these statistics stuff. I don't even know what happened international-wise. Hit me, Run me down. Okay, so Gomez wrestled in Mexico. So most of, most of the people this weekend were competing the Henry Delane in France. Right. Um, Gomez wrestled in a tournament in Mexico, won it with ease. Um, to give you the men's freestyle rundown, at 57, Roman wrestling from Mexico beat Daniel DeShazer 2-1. to one. That's at Delane, right? Delane, yeah. Yep. Um, 65, Aiden Valencia won the weight. Really? Won the weight. Um, Nashon Garrett took ninth place. Kalazic took fifth place. Ashnault went 0-2, uh, lost to Bulgarian kid, and then lost 13-12 to Garrett. Who'd Valencia beat in the finals? Um, I can't remember. It was, I think it was this French kid. I mean, it had to be had to be somebody that beat yeah, somebody, no, right? He, yeah, he, he the guy looked great. I, I wasn't too familiar with who he was. You um, know, France, France. Um, you see a lot of guys from France with uh, Caucasus region names, like Russian sounding names. Yeah, and I was of the impression that. They were they were just defects, right? They were like defecting to France, or like France was buying them, right? Yeah. But I was at um, I was at Cadet or Junior Worlds, and you know, you you ride a bus. All the all the people stay at the same hotel, and you ride these. But they have buses that just go from the athletes' hotel to the to the venue, and uh, I was riding a bus with some of them. You know, some of these French kids, and they're like, "Nah, we, we, they lived there. They lived there since they were young. So they, they started migrating there years ago." Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the bracket to see who uh, who we beat in the finals. Um, that's interesting. I saw a post where Aiden Valencia, I think it was on Twitter, said something to the effect of like. He, yeah, he, he beat would, a French kid who has a who has a yeah. 
who has a, like a yeah, I mean the, the Azerbaijani Oz, name. Uh, yeah, it's like Cosmat Ar Samir yeah. Zoyev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that. Berger and Facundo both won bronze medals. Very stupid that we give out two bronze medals at these events. I, I make them wrestle. Make them wrestle one more match for true bronze. It is the hey, dumbest they, thing ever. They are. They are doing that at the. Um... They are doing that at the last chance Olympic qualifier. I saw that. Anytime I like share some of these results, and I'm like, "Oh, they got bronze," and so and so got bronze, and you see like a, a casual college wrestling fan, like, "What is that a typo?" I'm like, "No, I make a lot of typos. That ain't one." <laughs> like, that's how they do it. Um, yeah. Lavalley took fifth place, lost eight six to Berger. Uh, Mark Zilmer Hall, won, right? What's that? Zilmer won. Yep, Zilmer. Um, Zilmer took gold. He beat Trent Hilger in the finals. Mike Mock beat Nate Jackson 4-2 for gold at 97. Mark Hall took uh, silver, lost to Darren Krugliev 10-4. Oh, yeah. And then um, Taylor Luan got bronze at 86. A couple other. I don't know why some of these guys like Camden McDaniels wrestling 92, Yaya Thomas 70. I don't know why some of these guys are wrestling the non-Olympic weights. Well, I don't know if it's just to get a feel for some matches or what. That's their weight. That's their weight. I mean, listen. Yaya. I get it. Daniel McDaniel made the junior team last year he, as a first-year junior. I mean, he's not making the Olympic team. So you should no, just I, go, go the weight. So you go think it's just getting, just getting matches in. Just getting yeah. international matches yeah. in. And Camden McDaniel, he is um, he's doing like a gap year. He's doing a gray shirt year at the OTC. He's committed to Nebraska. Um, so, you know, why not? Why not just get in some matches, you know? Yep. So that, that it's, it's going to quiet down now before it heats up on the senior level because now in a couple weeks we're going to get Yanni and Nick Lee wrestling a one-off match. Yep. Um, I think it's actually best of three series, I think, um, to find out who's going to go to the Pan Am Olympic qualifiers, which is at the end of February, which is pretty much the next thing in the schedule. It's Pan Am Olympic qualifiers really just for 57 and 65 to try to qualify the rate weight. Zane Richards going at 57. Nobody is challenging him. Um, your rumor was shot down. We discussed veto and fix dropping potentially. And then it sounds like Mike Gray came out and said, no, he's not dropping. Yeah. Yep. And Dayton, Dayton came out and said it too. And and by the way, they're both dropping, just not for college. Right. <laughs> they're yeah. still dropping to 25. <laughs> um, What other golden nuggets you got from the weekend? Um, not many really. Uh, Friday was busy. Sunday was busy. Saturday, not so much. Um, there were a lot of upsets, though, weren't there? You know what's a Penn State fact that you missed? Hmm. Since we're, we're talking great Penn State facts. Last weekend, they shut out Indiana 46 nothing. They did not give up a single takedown in the entire yeah. duel. And then Friday night, they didn't give up a takedown through, like, six or seven matches crazy 
So they went like 16, 17, 18 matches without giving up a single takedown. Yeah. Um, what'd you think about, what'd you think about the pin? I, I, I sent, I sent a tweet that I said, I hate non-control falls to which a lot of people responded. A lot of people responded. That's a fall that he was pinned. That's I didn't say, I didn't say he wasn't pinned guys. I said, I hate him. That to me was like, either way, it seemed like he was going to get near fall points. So even if he wasn't pinned, I don't think it ch- it changes anything. So I yeah. was kind of like, he lost. It is what it is. Whether it's a pin or not, you know, I'm not a rules guy, so I have no clue. But I, I didn't even really look into it too yeah. much. With like, you know, and and everybody was barking about reaction time is getting way too long. Go look at the clip of uh, go look at the clip of Pinto and Salazar. I mean that's that's reaction upon reaction upon reaction time. Yeah. Yeah, it's I enjoy watching people like you commentate on it cuz rules and that side of it is is not my MO. I no, I'm not, you know, I talk a lot about wrestling There's not many people that do as many shows as I do. So I talk about the rules, but I, I I don't pretend to be an expert on knowing line by line, the book. Um, And, and I mean, I do actually know the line by line on (laughs) on, on this particular rule. And it says it's not defined. It's undefined. It's up to the referee's judgment. And, you know, I, to me, the referees are leaving it play out way too long and say, oh, it's reaction time. I'm like, I don't know. It's supposed to be – it's to, supposed to prevent a flash takedown. What Pinto did to Salazar was not flash. I mean, he was there for a while. I don't know. I'm watching it again. <laughs> I mean, when Salazar, I... when Salazar's hip – flips you gotta call it that I that don't... is that is the reaction that is the reaction is his hips flipping he's fighting it he's fighting it the hips flip there's your three i <laughs> every time i rewatch the clip that you shared that angle specifically my attention because i'm so edd just goes to izzy's reaction i know <laughs> i love izzy <laughs> he gets so hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's trying to think what else. Uh this going through both of our tweets. Clovis Buchanan, that duel. I want to get to that one time. That atmosphere so looks fun. so electric. It is. You can like feel the energy. It's crazy. It reminds me of the... Yeah, it reminds I mean I wrestled in some of those kind of duels in my high school career uh east of nazareth northampton um we were all top seven in the nation and the the crowds that they would get there uh were crazy i will never forget wrestling nazareth we were one and two in the state and i don't know two and four in the nation and it was at their place and I'll never forget. I couldn't hear. I could, it was like just a, a buzz. Uh, 
It was nutty. It was nutty. And that's how it gets out there. Um, the whole town, the whole town, the communities. Uh, it's really awesome. Well, it's, it's crazy. I was explaining to um, a local fan, local, you know, just a, your average. I hate when people tell me casual fans don't exist because I have so many friends that like tune in for the absolute biggest duels or NCAAs and they know nothing else. They don't know anything about the senior level. Right. They, they're out there. They exist. But long story short, ran into them. We were actually talking about Clovis Buchanan. And I remember the first time somebody told me how close they were, like when I learned that they're yeah. like the next town over, you expect it like an hour, two hours, three hours away. Like these big, it's literally the next town over. It's so yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. That's, that's how close I went to it last year. And I was amazed at how close it was. Um, when I talk about East and Nazareth, uh, would you know you know they've had sammy sammy sasso's from nazareth right yeah. um jordan oliver's from easton and but when we wrestled back then uh like it's it's the next town over i mean i, I probably I, I guess clovis became probably the same same thing and there was a time um when easton won the triple a state title and wilson won the double a state title um like two years in a row they had billboard they had the billboards up and they easton and wilson touch i mean it's like you get this pockets um of really good wrestling and uh it's just really interesting it's really really fun um one other random note from last week i don't know if you did you watch the zagreb open did you pay attention to much of that no i i've, I've been so totally listen, checking out international so, stuff so this was crazy. Women's 76 kilos. Yeah. At the ranking series. Kylie Welker loses to um, this girl Wang in the quarters. Then Kennedy Blades drops a match to Wang. Then Kennedy Blades pins Kylie Welker after being up 2-0, wins a bronze. Yeah. Then, um, I forgot how to say her name, Apiri, Kaizi, something. She texts yeah. Adeline Gray 10-0. Kizzy? And, yeah. Yep. And then Gray wrestles back, wins a bronze. And then you have both. Kizzy beat Adeline? 10-0. And then Gray gets uh, a bronze, wins like 3-1 for bronze. And then Kizzy beats Wang, who lost to Welker and Blades. Yeah. Um, or, Sorry. Wang beat Welker and Blades, and then Kizzy beats Wang 2-1 in the finals for gold. That weight, both domestic and international, is is bananas. The fact yeah. that we sent Welker, Blades, and Gray <laughs> and didn't Gray? win the weight is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy that to me. Like, number one, it's, it's going to be crazy domestically to see who wins that weight and makes the team. But even the talent internationally at that weight, yeah, that weight is just bananas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially you know when it gets condensed. Yeah, and and refresh my memory. Um, um, Emit is going down. I believe so. Yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Mensa stock teased last week or two weeks ago. She goes debating whether or not I should go to the Olympic trials, 
And I'm like, my brain right away went, is she going to return? Like, <laughs> that's wild. Like, she literally said, should I go or not to the trials? And so, you know, I put out a graphic. I'm like, wow, Olympic champ returning, question mark. And everybody else kind of talking about. And then, like, a day later, she goes, guys, sorry, it wasn't very clear. I'm not coming back to compete. I was just debating whether or not I should go to the <laughs> event. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess that was a little little confusing on both ends. I'm like, I oh, just assumed if an Olympic she champ. She had to be playing. She had to be playing. Right? I'm like, I mean, if an Olympic champ who just retired within a couple of years says debating going to the yeah. Olympic trials, I wasn't thinking it was as a spectator. Doing, it's, I, I'm I, like, I'm so sorry to lose her. I'm so sorry wrestling's losing her because she's such a great person and, and she's so good. She helps the team. Um, but I get it, right? I, like, I, a lot of times wrestlers stay past their prime. And But anyway, um, is she doing WWE? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, crazy. you know who's looked good? Is Dustin Plot. Dustin Plot beat Munoz this weekend. And for a lot of people that have been poo-pooing Oklahoma State the last few years, and they, you know, they haven't been on the same trajectory or on the same plane as traditionally, but Oklahoma State's pretty dang tough. Dustin Spratley's up there. Sixteen and one, only lost to Lenny Pinto, which he then turned around and beat Lenny Pinto. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, plot looks good. So they Oklahoma State beat Oregon State 27-9. Kaler beat Spratley. Uh fix one. Jameson lost to Belton. Sammy Alvarez looks like the guy at 49 now. Um T Travis has been wrestling well. Who T Travis beat that was big a couple weeks ago? Um, he beat somebody. He beat Ed Scott in a close one, Ed 7-6. Scott. Ed Scott, yep. Um Alejnik. Thompson beat Olgeen, Plot beat Munoz, Cerber's back in the lineup, Doucette's doing well. So, um, Oklahoma State looks tough. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. I'm trying to think if I got anything else. I don't know. What's coming up, bud? What's your weekend like? What's What's this weekend like for you? Are you uh, – oh, man. I'm not even going to bring it up. Thank you. I Thank mean, it looks, like, it looks like your schedule opened up for Sunday. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that we got 53 minutes in. Yeah, I'm heartbroken. That was a, that was a tough. Mahomes is just, I mean, this is like his sixth straight AFC championship. I don't know. It, I don't know what we do. Like, our defense is so bad. We have so many injuries. But it's like. I thought your defense was good earlier in the season. But what, um, mid-injuries? Especially, who's the middle linebacker? White dude. Milano. He's really tough. He's um, injured. We're, we're we're injured. It's like, but it doesn't matter. I'm convinced that it just, it doesn't, the script was already written. Did you see the, did you see the, let me send Patrick this to Mahomes. you. Patrick Mahomes has never missed an AFC title game. I think his first or second year, he didn't go there, but he's been six straight now. That is insane. Yeah. Um, I'm sending you something that was put out a couple months ago. 
me see. All right, look at what I just sent you. It's the Super Bowl logos, and you can see that the script was already written this year for it to be the 49ers and the Ravens. So I would bet the house money line next week How? on 49ers, How? Ravens. Why? Who made it? Look at the color schemes. Oh. Eh, I don't know. What's the, the script is already written. You have the Bengals Rams with an orange yellow Super Bowl logo, Eagles Chiefs with a green red Super Bowl logo, and now you have red and purple 49ers in Baltimore. The script is written. The NFL's rigged. Maybe. Could be. And I think the Bills team is going to look so different now next year. I, I Why? Would, I don't know what happens with Poyer and Micah Hyde. I don't know what happens with Diggs. I, I don't know. I don't know if Von Miller's coming back. It's just I think it's going to be a completely different team next year. This was our year. We had a really good shot. I don't know. Listen, last year's game might have been the best I've ever seen. Was it last year's game or two years ago? The Chiefs-Bills? Chiefs-Bills, when yeah, they scored overtime. like 100 points yeah, in like the last two years, five minutes. Two years ago. Oh, that was such a good game. I'm so sad there's only a couple NFL games left. Well, then we get right. Then, then we get busy. Then we get right into wrestling. Like this, hard correct. Thing. That that's like for non wrestling fans. I feel bad because you the NFL's over, and then like now you have this lull. Like I guess some people college basketball, but yeah, NFL over. Basketball is so lame anymore. I liked it when I was a kid. Uh, I can't get but, into it. I just. Well, I mean, first of all, it's a revolving door of personnel. Right. I think I think pro sports law like it's still bigger than ever, right? But I think it I think it lost a lot of its appeal with so much free agency. It's hey, like, can I ask you a can I ask teams you a hot teams anymore? They're rent-a players. Can I ask you a can I, I'm going to give a hot take and you say if it's true or false. I love it. Caitlin Clark, best athlete to come out of Iowa. Hmm. The, the state of Iowa or the University of Iowa? University. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. She's incredible. She's absolutely incredible. She is incredible. She is incredible. Uh, hey, well, let me ask you this. Why didn't she go pro? Is she too young to go pro? I don't know. I, I don't follow it all. It's just... I catch all the highlights. It's just like she's a human highlight reel. I mean, Iowa produces Pro Bowl tight ends like a factory right now. George Kittle, uh, Hawkinson, uh, Laporta. George Kittle is my favorite athlete to come out of Iowa. Uh, I, I don't really know how. George you Kittle's great. I don't know how you say Caitlin Clark's. But I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's TBD. Best college athlete, maybe. Uh, but you got a litany of guys that won Olympics. Hey, I said it was a hot take. I didn't say it was true. I just posed it, the question. I mean, she's up there. She's in the conversation. I don't know. But that's not it's not a – I don't think it's a terrible, bad take. Um. Yeah, I don't – so I don't know what's coming up. I feel like um, 
the tide's turning. The NFL season's over for me. My son turns two on Super Bowl Sunday, and I told my wife we can't play in his birthday party until we know if the Bills are in the Super Bowl or not because that changes the whole day. That changes the whole party. So now that now that the Bills are done, I've got to start planning that birthday party, and we got to figure what about, out what we're doing. What about, like, Caitlin Clark, the best athlete to come out of Iowa, but soon – the Iowa women's team is going to produce like half the Olympians on the wrestling team. Yeah. I'm hoping, and there's, it seems to be going right. I'm, I'm hoping that Lehigh starts a program because I, I feel like there could be a really good rivalry. I, I feel like those two would clearly be one and two. And, um, especially Wyoming Seminary's girls team is the best hands down. It's basically like the <clears throat> incubator program for like cadets and junior world team, right? Uh, women. And they will have a direct pipeline to Lehigh. So I feel like that rivalry could be instantaneous if it happens. Yeah. No, you're not, you're not wrong. And yeah, aside from that, I don't know. Ron DeSantis dropped out, endorsed Trump. We're just covering all. We're just covering all news now. Well, we call it, yeah. Uh, what's the? What, do you have a weather weather report for Cortland? Hey, speaking of casuals, see here you go. I knew we'd get there. <laughs> speaking of casuals, I went to uh, the grocery store the other day, and I don't know. I don't have the hat here, but I was wearing a Nebraska wrestling hat. Uh, and by the way, to the people in the south that get two inches of snow, and like shut the city down. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, we get there, we get two feet out here, and people just go about their business. Yeah. So I'm at the grocery store, and uh, I have my I go to the deli counter. I said, "Yeah, give me uh, a pound of prosciutto. Give me you know half a pound of uh, ham." And this lady says, "Oh, are you a husker?" And uh, I forgot I had the hat on. She's looking at my hat. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I said, I went there for a little bit, and I still go back a lot. And my, I said, my buddy's a coach at, for, the, for the wrestling team. She goes, oh, I know, I know a kid that wrestles there. I'm really good friends with his mom. His name's Lovett. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, small world, because Ridge is from right down the road, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, I always love when uh, when there's that connection. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, that's all I got for it today. I um, it was I, good. I have, good Twitter. I I don't have too much of an inkling as to what's going on. I have really just still digesting this weekend and then the next couple of days. Look ahead. Are you going to NCAA's this year? Undecided. TBD. Are you listen to me? You didn't go last year, did you? No. You went two years ago, right? Because we hung out yep. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next year, Philly, you got to go, dude. Oh, Philly, I'm 100%. That's a done deal. I'm go. going. Philly, Philly, I'm definitely going. Um, Philly, I'm going, and I'm trying to coordinate getting a suite before they go on sale. We All talked right, about it last year. If we can't get a suite, it, it's hard. Like to cover the sport, to have to have the conversations, you know, having a media credential and access to a suite is 
is the way to do it. So you can kind of work the event. You can, you know, do what you need to do. At some point, it's just better off staying at home. So we'll see. All right. So we, uh, me and you probably won't do another show this week. I'll, I'm, you, you'll probably do one independently. I'll probably do one independently. But real quick, here's the highlights. Michigan, Ohio State Friday night. Who you got? That's a good one. That's a really good evenly matchup duel. I'm going to go Ohio State. It's just Michigan has not impressed me lately. That's going to be a really good duel. I wonder what WrestleStat has it. I'm going to go Ohio State as well. Uh, but with the caveat that I didn't go through all the matchups. WrestleStat um, has Michigan over Ohio State 18-13. Okay, so 16 or 15. Uh, one match gets flipped, and it's Ohio State win. So it, it's good. I, it's I, real, I mean, they got Diagostino winning. Diagostino hasn't really impressed me. Um they got Buzakis. McCrone should be a good match. I mean, they got probably... Buzakis beating Ragason. I kind of lean Ragason there. I like Mendez over Lemley. I yeah. like keep going. Gomez D'Amelio. I could see that going either way. And if D'Amelio, if Gomez isn't back, then D'Amelio beats Madora or Mayora. I think Willowan beats Isaac Wilcox. Um, yes. And then we got a mean Hepner. That's a mean. Yeah, uh, Shane Griffith Welch. over Rocco Welch. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's close. Yeah, no, it's, that's going to be a close match. That's close. Um, not, uh, 84. 84, Jaden Bullock, Seth Shoemate. Or Hoffman. What, uh, 97, Geog and... Strigau, Bobby Strigau. This is a close duel. Yeah, and then and Feldman, then Feldman and Davison. Oh, Feldman Davison. It's really close. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to take there. Um, okay, we got Nebraska Northwestern, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Northern Iowa, Oklahoma State. Ooh, we get Keck guys and Plot. Well, that's a good one. Um, Iowa, Illinois. That's it for Friday. Uh, Little Rock, Oregon State. Saturday. Saturday. Iowa State, Okie State. Oh, boy. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's, uh, who's Okie State's 41 right now? Jameson. Oh, Jameson. So, Jameson Echemendia. Spratly, Terrakina, Fix, Frost. That's a good, you know, you That'd get. Be a good uh, one. Yeah, that's a good duel. That'll be. Well, Northern Iowa, Northern Iowa wrestles Okie State Friday, Oklahoma Saturday. And Oklahoma wrestles Iowa State and Northern Iowa back to back days. Iowa State, Oklahoma State is actually a really good duel. I'm going through this. Really good. Really? Yeah. I mean, you got potentially Terrakina and Spratly. Then you got Frost and Fix. Then you got Echemendia, Jameson. Then you got Swiderski, Alvarez. Then you got Chittam, Travis, Teague Travis. Mm -hmm. You got David Carr, Olgenic. Um, wow. Yeah. This is yeah. a good duel. Who's 74? Uh, MJ versus Braden Thompson. Then you got, 
then you got Feldkamp plot. Wow. Yeah. Plot has Feldkamp and Keckeisen. Yeah. This weekend. Big weekend. Then you got Julian Broderson versus Luke Serber. And then it closes out with Younger Bastida and Connor. That's a great matchup. That's a great matchup. So a lot of good duels. Uh, that's just Friday, Saturday. Sunday is Penn State, Maryland, Missouri, Cornell. Great duel. Yep. Uh, Columbia, Penn, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Iowa Northwestern, Little Rock, Stanford. So it's another great weekend. Who you got, Cornell or Missouri? <sighs> we'll do well, a rundown real quick. Unger it, versus Noah Certain. Who knows? Does Vito wrestle? Vito versus Cade Moore. I don't think Vito wrestles, and I think Moore wins. Uh, Vince Cornella versus Josh Edmond. Then he got a couple. Then you get. Cornella, but with not a lot of confidence. Fernandez versus Logan Geoffrey. I don't know Geoffrey. who that is. Um, I don't know why that name doesn't sound familiar at all. Um, Shapiro versus Brock Mahler. That would be a good match. Ooh, ooh, give it to me. And then you got O'Toole Ramirez. Back-to-back oh. great matches. Um, Peyton Mako versus Benny Mako. Baker. Then you got Chris Foka versus Clayton Whiting. And then you got another banger. And then you got Elam Cardenas. And Elam Fernandez. Yep. Great great duel. duel. That duel's at Cornell. Man, if I was at home, I'd definitely go to that. Yeah. All right. So great. Another great weekend on tap. Yeah. No, we we got a good weekend on tap. All right, that's today's show. Like, subscribe, tell us why we're PSU homers in the comments, and we'll be back with a new episode soon. And the beat goes on.